welcome to today's podcast. I'm Lois Bowers, editor of McKnight Senior Living. And with us today is John Shafi, CEO of Medtelligent. We're going to be talking about the early findings of a groundbreaking length of stay study that analyzed longitudinal data from more than 500 assisted living communities. You'll also hear why senior living leaders should focus their efforts on length of stay key performance indicators and how you can influence this important measure of success to improve resident care. John, first to provide some perspective for our listeners, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about Medtelligent, uh, what the company does, what the market need you saw that led you to found it. Definitely. Hi, Lewis, and thank you for the opportunity. So Metelligent was founded in 2010, and it actually started when a friend of mine bought an assisted living community out in Los Angeles called Westchester Villa. And we realized how delicately complicated it is to operate an assisted living community. Uh, so it, I engaged in his uh, venture and uh, took an interest in assisted living. And from that point on, we invented Alice. And over the years, uh, we've focused the business on nothing but assisted living, independent living and memory care. So we don't do skilled nursing or home health. The goal of Alice, uh, we have a very specific area that we focus on, and that is to bring the nurses and CFO together so that they can collaborate on outcomes for residents, staff, and, and their portfolio. Uh, we believe that there is that, that is the opportunity there to balance out delivering ca- good care and delivering on the promise of assisted living, while at the same time running uh, operating a healthy business. Alice is, if I were to say it in one word, it's easy to use. It's purpose-built and designated for ALMCIL. And I know Alice has been around for about 10 years or actually more than 10 years now. So you must be in a good position to see industry-wide patterns. How are senior living communities recovering from the effects of the pandemic? Yeah, it's a great question. So earlier this year, we started on a broader study to just understand factors that influence length of stay. I believe that to be a very important measure for uh, residents and community health. And it's something that I don't think assisted living operators give enough focus to, right? Typically the focus is around occupancy. What we've seen as, as a sub part of our length of stay study, uh, we saw basically four different recovery patterns. We saw some communities that were not negatively impacted. I would say about 34% of our, the portfolios that we studied were not negatively impacted. Uh, we saw 19% that were on the path to recovery so out of the 66% that are, were negatively impacted, 19% are on, that, on the path of recovery. And then sadly, we saw about 11% who do not, do not look like they're going to be recovering anytime soon. And uh, when we dug further, we noticed uh, certainly whether you're, the community is in an urban area or a rural area made a difference, but everyone felt the impact. The urban communities had a better recovery timeframe. Prior to Delta, we projected that the recovery would happen sometime around Q1, 2022. Now that Delta has uh, taken hold and is spreading like wildfire, we'll have to redo the analysis. I wonder if we could expand a little bit about why you believe it's important for senior living operators to focus on length of stay in addition to, if not more than, say, move-in metrics. Yeah, you know, this is something I I come across a lot. And the options are really to fill the bed as fast as possible when someone moves out 
or try to keep individuals in the community for as long as possible, right? The length of stay portion of it. So there's two sides to to this coin and uh, both ha- both are important, right? We focus on the length of stay side because it's the KPI that hits both care outcomes and financial impact. If you do a good job of it, you get great care outcomes. And there is actual, so as part of our study, there's actual evidence that uh, there is top line revenue opportunity, big top line, top line revenue opportunity in length of stay. Rising acuity means rising costs. If you can't deliver personalized proactive care to improve outcomes and increase length of stay, you're going to be in trouble, right? And focus on length of stay is better for both the resident and, and uh, financial performance. AL in many ways is advertising uh, themselves as a place to assist residents in living potentially their final days. And AL can be in the last home for individuals. So their expectation is that they'll be looked after, cared for during their stay, and they're going to have the longest possible length of stay. So it is in line, LOS uh, length of stay is in line with what is being marketed as a services for an assisted living community. Uh, not to mention that it also builds community. It brings stability to a community, right? When you have a lot of frequent move-ins and move-outs, that, that, that begets more move-ins and move-outs. So being, being able to move the length of stay, increasing length of stay, uh, brings stability to an organization. And then uh, lastly, I would highlight that it's a big differentiator, right? If a community can go out and say, hey, we have the largest length of stay compared to the rest of the industry, those are places that people are going to be interested in. They're going to want to know why, what are you doing differently? And a natural intuitive conclusion that someone draws is the care that's being delivered here is different. It's differentiated. It has to be challenging to control length of stay, doesn't it? It is. Uh, For a long time, the reason why no one focused on it uh, was, was twofold. One is most of the assisted living operators have focused on the business as if uh, as if it's a property management business, right? It's a real estate business uh, with a care component. Over the last 10 years, that's shifted dramatically. It is a healthcare business, right? So property management, um, uh, the real estate portion of it is a, is a piece of it. So that's part of the reason why the focus has not been on length of stay. The second reason that it has not been uh, a focus is people believe you can't do anything about it. Like I can't determine when someone's going to move in or move out right? It's not a dial I can move. But it turns out as part of our study that you actually can impact length of stay. Operators can impact length of stay. And as part of our study, uh, one of the big things that we've discovered is length of, the resident length of stay is impacted by staff tenure. So 50% of the factors that impact uh, when someone will move out uh, and how long they'll stay there is tied up to how long staff are uh, staying at the community, right? So uh, said another way, if you increase your staff tenure, you will naturally see an increase in resident length of stay. And it intuitively makes sense because the frontline staff build the tightest relationship with the residents, right? And we were very surprised by how large of a factor staff tenure actually plays in uh, resident length of stay. The remaining 50% is going to be a combination of clinical and billing factors. And even in that arena, there is room for control and improvement and uh, affecting the length of stay outcome. So the bottom line is, uh, I think it it is a a length of stay is a KPI that is overlooked. And there is a massive opportunity to have a change in it. By doing so, uh, the building's 
will will see a a, a big impact in both of both in terms of their financial uh, performance as well as the overall health that their uh, healthcare that they're providing to the residents. Now, I understand that Alice has some detection mechanisms built in. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how operators can use technology to assist trained caregivers in identifying potential problems earlier than they might be doing now. Definitely, yeah. So we have tools and we've been on a track for the last uh, several years in building these tools to help staff detect anomalies with high staff turnover and not great communication between staff during shift changes, you end up with information actually leaving or being dropped, right? So having technology assist in bridging that gap, uh, looking at a community, for example, that has 65 residents, being able to identify the residents that are at risk or who have had a potential change in their condition, bringing them to surface, providing context to the care staff so that they can deliver the best care moves the dial in terms of the care delivery side of it. Second, we want to be able to objectively measure staffing pressures, right? There's a lot of discussion around, well, we're short-staffed, or why don't we use acuity as a measure of it? Um, I think we can do a lot better. I think we can identify exactly what the needs are, what the risk of a building is. A building with level uh, all level four uh, or level five residents is a very different mix than a building with all level level one, right? Identifying who is changing uh, in terms of their care needs and what the needs are at any point in time is uh, vital to being able to uh, run the build uh, run the business in a healthy manner. And then uh, lastly, I, I would say identifying precision pricing and being able to identify precision pricing for care is going to be the key to uh, the future of assisted living. If you overcharge an individual because they were not assessed properly, they're not going to be able to stay in the community due to financial constraints. If you undercharge, the building will not be able to survive. So being able to identify and stay with the resident as their needs progress and being able to transparently price the care that's needed uh, and deliver on that is going to be uh, the differentiator for the buildings as we move forward. Do you see the role of the caregiver changing as a result of um, using software like this? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that we come across is that uh, care aides today don't actually have much of a voice, right? They're, they're typically the folks that are asked and tasked to deliver the care and look after the re- uh, residents, but they don't have a seat at the table. So I think there's going to be a spotlight on their performance. If you consider that 50% of the factors that impact length of stay are tied to staff tenure, the staff that have the, lar- the highest relationship and highest degree of contact are going to be your carry. So there's going to be a spotlight on their performance. We're going to see them have a voice and a seat at the table. They're going to be uh, playing a key role in identifying the shifts that are occurring in a building and helping the building identify opportunities to get ahead of issues before they get out of control. Finally, uh, I see technology as being cooperative. So there's this myth that as technology moves in uh, with sensors and uh, different tools coming into the the rooms, the residence rooms and and the building, uh, we're going to see care aids being replaced by robots or technology. And I I don't share that vision. Assisted living is a high touch. Uh, It is a human to human uh, business. And I see technology as being cooperative. So supporting the critical human interactions that take place. And the way I think about it is if we can have every care aid be armed with the same information and same uh, decision-making technology, uh, the same decision-making acumen of the best nurse in the industry, then we're going to see 
a change in the outcomes. We're going to see the change in the, in the performance. Who wouldn't want to walk around with additional information that will allow them to do their job better? So what other advice do you have for assisted living operators looking to optimize length of stay? Uh, I've got a few ideas. Uh, first, invest in increasing staff tenure. This is the largest factor impacting length of stay. And measuring against benchmarks uh, and investigating what moves the dial uh, is going to be key here, right? At the very top of our survey, as we're doing this wage study that's currently going on, obviously is staff tenure is tied uh, or influenced by staff wages. That That is definitely a, fa- a factor. But knowing how much the wage plays a role is going to be key as we're studying that. And also realizing that if you do increase staff tenure by increasing wages, let's say you pay above market rate, you will see that in increased length of stay. And we're able to measure what that dollar amount is. And at the end, even uh, paying 20% above market rate nets a profit for the building just because of a decrease in loss to vacancy. There's no one thing. We want to do a triple aim in terms of measuring and uh, in, in getting in front of resident health. We want to focus on the staff members and uh, their experiences are within the community. We also want to consider length of stay as a company-wide KPI. Uh, this is, again, something that I opened up with on this call, is that we do not see length of stay show up on occupancy reports. We don't see focus on it at all in terms of uh, the building's financial performance. And I think that that is uh, uh, something that is overlooked. By bringing attention to this KPI uh, and the importance of delivering quality care, it ensures continuity of information and leveraging technology to put the best practices into action. I think it's also important for AL operators to watch and see what's happening in the Medicare Advantage space. This is a new uh, program that's moving forward and assisted living is starting to recognize and work with manage, uh, Medicare Advantage providers and insurers. And the number one thing at the center of that engagement is length of stay. At the end of the day, it's a shared risk model. And if a community can't demonstrate that they can increase or are watching their length of stay, they're going to miss out on large revenue opportunities as well as bringing outside healthcare into the community. At this point in the year, um, what are you looking forward to as a company or as part of the industry as a whole? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I there's four pillars that I uh, I am investing in as far as assisted living goes. So our company is dedicated to ease of use, and we're dedicated to assisted living, independent living, memory care. That is all we 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 are set up to do. That's all we we will do. That means we can go deep. And the four pillars that we are investing in are, first and foremost, AL-specific workflows and business intelligence. The goal here is to bring enterprise analysis and portfolio management to operators, right? And have the batteries be included where they don't have to go out and build the dashboards, have all the KPIs that move the dial on the screen for them ready to go. Uh, I look at it as essentially providing a control tower for management to monitor and actively support their buildings and staff members. It also allows them to have objective conversations around staffing, right? Show me the need. Let's, I see the need. Let me meet the need, right? We're having an objective conversation versus an anecdotal one. Second pillar would be machine learning. We've uh, made investments in that over the last three years. We're continuing to, to make more investments in that. That's an area that's accelerating for us. Uh, machine learning enabled tools like an, a, a detecting a change of condition that I mentioned earlier are going to be key in augmenting and assisting staff members. In, in their activities on a daily basis. 
Also, the length of stay uh, study is bearing uh, a ton of fruit in terms of staffing tools that will move the dial for staff tenure, which will have an impact on resident length of stay. So the, f- the third pillar that we're in, uh, investing heavily on is staffing tools. Everything from identifying where staff members are at in terms of their engagement, what struggles they're running into, as well as tools that help them be better at, the, uh, de- be better at their job and deliver greater outcomes. The last pillar that we're investing in is our app store. The goal here is to ha- create a result in a unified resident record. I am a big believer that data is only valuable when it's put together, related, and available for others to build on. Our app store is open. Uh, We do not monetize the app store. Uh, The goal here is to encourage competition within the assisted living tech space, as well as allow new solution providers to come in and add to the existing patchwork of solutions for residents. The end result of that is the community's benefit from greater insight, centralized records, and better machine learning output from the analysis that's being performed. Well, thanks so much. Uh, As we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we say goodbye? Well, the only thing I would say is that the pandemic has uh, been difficult for everybody. Uh, I am amazed at how well assisted living has managed to weather the storm and move forward uh, as relative to other care settings. And I'm just super excited about the industry. Uh, We've been at it for some time. We continue to double down on assisted living, and I'm excited to see what is around the corner coming into next year. Thanks so much for providing those insights for our listeners today, John. Um, That's our podcast. We'd like to thank everyone for joining and and thank John Shafi from Medtelligent for speaking with us today. For more information about what we discussed, you can visit medtelligent.com. This is Lois Bowers, editor of McKnight's Senior Living. We invite you to visit our website as well at mcknightsseniorliving.com. Thanks again. 